This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, January 12th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Pushing ahead on Enviro Justice. Peterson replacement lands plumb seat and CRP cap a goal. EPA makes case for environmental justice. There are growing concerns in some quarters of agriculture about the use of environmental justice concerns in regulating farmers. But a new document out of EPA says the agency has ample authority to take those concerns into account when evaluating the impacts of air, water, and land pollution. Pesticide permitting and registration, as well as Clean Water Act permitting, are two areas where regulators could take cumulative impacts on communities with environmental justice concerns into account. That according to the addendum out of the EPA's Office of General Counsel. The document bills on EPA's release of a legal tools document in May, which said the agency could use its authority to require permits from more animal feeding operations near EJ communities. Environmental groups petitioned EPA in October to require large concentrated animal feeding operations using wet manure management systems to apply for discharge permits. EPA described the document in a news release as the first ever collection of examples of the agency's legal authorities to identify and address cumulative impacts through a range of actions, including permitting regulations and grants in order to consider the lived experience of communities overburdened by pollution and advance environmental justice. By the way, At its annual meeting this week, the American Farm Bureau Federation adopted a position that agriculture should be exempt from environmental justice policies. This is going down the wrong path for agriculture by having these types of policies that affect how we farm and the things that we do, said Pennsylvania Farm Bureau President Chris Hoffman. He's a hog farmer at home. House Aggies win coveted Ways and Means seats. Second-term GOP representatives Michelle Fishback of Minnesota and Randy Feenstra of Iowa have been awarded seats on the powerful House Ways and Means Committee, which oversees tax and trade policy. Fishback, who represents most of western Minnesota, unseated longtime House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson in 2020. I look forward to working with my colleagues to fight for American agriculture and American families on this important committee, said Fishback, who, along with Feenstra, served on House Ag in the last Congress. Feenstra represents much of western Iowa. By the way, USA Rice Federation says it has an ally for its farmers in new ways and means Chairman Jason Smith, the Missouri Republican. Smith, quote, will be in position to lead this committee to advocate for U.S. rice on a global scale on the many trade issues we face, said Zach Worrell, a Missouri rice farmer and member of the USA Rice International Trade Policy Committee. USA Rice Vice President of Policy and Government Affairs Peter Bachman says the group is hoping Smith will push the Biden administration to take action on India's impact on global rice markets. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. 
Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA will get to 22 disaster aid later. U.S. Department of Agriculture needs to finish allocating disaster assistance for 2020 and 21 before it starts offering payments for 22 losses. That is the word from Zach Aduchino, the administrator of the Farm Service Agency. But he told AgriPulse, quote, we will do our level best to get it out the door as efficiently and equitably as possible. The fiscal 23 omnibus funding package included $3.7 billion to cover 2022 losses. He indicated that the department was likely to use the same emergency relief program framework that USDA created for the 20 and 21 payments. When we were contemplating ERP, we were thinking of a process that we could continue to put assistance through, he said. Corn growers urge administration to keep pressure on Mexico. The National Corn Growers Association is cheering Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack's statement to reporters on Monday that there can be no compromise on Mexico's threat to ban genetically modified corn. We appreciate Secretary Vilsack for taking a firm stand on the issue, said Corn Growers Association President Tom Haig yesterday. He continued, quote, we would encourage the Biden administration to keep this issue front and center and push for a quick resolution as farmers have already made their purchasing decisions for the 23 crop year. Vilsack has threatened to file a dispute against Mexico's plan to ban GM corn imports. Haig said that's exactly what the NCGA is hoping for. Supply chain issues easing for grocery shoppers. Household food spending has increased more than 15% over the past year, but much of the rise was in the first half of 22, according to the latest Consumer Food Insights report from Purdue University. Consumers reported spending an average of $121 a week on groceries in December, 65 a week on restaurants and other carry-out meals. Food spending has remained relatively constant since May, the report notes. Now, do take note, consumers have had fewer issues finding items in stock at the grocery store. 14% of consumers dealing with out-of-stock items in December compared to 25% in January. Chicken was the most reported item that people were not able to find at the grocery store in 22. Given that we are in the middle of the deadliest bird flu outbreak, this is not surprising, said report co-author Sam Polson. Finally, here's today's He Said It. 
I see the cap as a goal for us to aspire to. That Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau, when asked about prospects of getting closer this year to the acreage limit for the Conservation Reserve Program. Just under 23 million acres are currently enrolled in the program, 4 million acres below this year's limit. Contracts on 2 million acres are due to come out of the program this year, although the Biden administration has envisioned CRP as a means to help meet the greenhouse gas reduction target. Strong commodity markets are making it less attractive to landowners. Ducheneau stressed that the program is supposed to target marginal or environmentally sensitive cropland. We're going to do our level best to get the right acres with the right aspect of the CRP program, he said. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, January 12th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Now, for the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.